All right, welcome to Command A, episode 24. Jason and Kevin here. Kevin, how are you? Doing great, Jason. How are you doing this morning? You know, I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, is how are you the right the right uh, greeting? Do people ever answer that honestly so. when you ask them that question? I think so. I always like the uh, um, Kramer. You know, they said, how do you do? Because I do great. <laughs> I do. I get by. Yeah, I, I never give a full, I never give an honest response to that. I don't think I rarely ever hear an honest response. You know, nobody ever downloads when you ask that question. But, you know, you, you got to say it, right? You got to say something. Yeah. Well, and I think, so it depends on who it is, right? You and I are close friends. So if if you say, how are you doing? or How's it going? I might give you an honest assessment of what point. what's going on. If anyone else asks me, like especially in my dis my past career, especially people that work for me, I always say great. I'm doing great. It's an awesome day. Living the dream. Like I never say anything negative. That's right. That's right. That's probably um, smart. And it actually used to irk me when I'd say, Hey, how you doing? And then they'd they'd vent to me. I'm like, I didn't really I wasn't really wondering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny because that you're absolutely right, man. You're absolutely right. Well, hey, let's uh, let's do some follow up here. We've got we get into we talked about bicycle commuting last week. See where we've landed on that, uh, and then uh, you know we we went through the the uh, uh, Apple event, the high speed event. There's a couple things that were missing from it, which I want to get into a little bit. But uh, first, let's uh, <clears throat> let's cover the. The bicycle commute. Have you have you landed on anything, Kevin? No, I keep going back and forth. So I want an electric bike, just because I like to buy things. But then at the same time, I don't like buying things, <laughs> so I don't want to spend the money. Sure, sure. So I think I'm gonna. I have a two mile ride right now. It's a two mile commute. It doesn't seem. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of hills or, or anything, and I don't think I'd get that sweaty. Um, so I think I'm going to use what I have. I need to get fenders for my my bicycle, um, some lights, and I think just that. I'm going to wear my backpack. I don't need to strap stuff to it right now. Later on, if I think I need a, a rear cage of some sort, I'll get one. Some people – But I just don't see – I just don't see it being necessary right now. And also, maybe I'll get there, and maybe Seattle's too wet. I'm gonna be like, "Screw this! I'm not gonna ride this thing. I'm just not gonna do that form of commuting." So I hate to spend the money. However, I've been looking at these. I've kind of settled on these Rad's Rad Power Bikes. Is the company? Okay. Um, we can put a link in here. But they have a a Rad City, which is a pretty much just out of the box setup for commuting. You don't need to add lights or and so I think it's pretty neat. I like the step over version, and um, that's like fifteen hundred bucks. That's um, not bad. I'm looking at it right now. It's a good looking electric uh, bike. They also have like they kind of steer you towards for a thousand dollars. You can get the Rad Mission, which is coming out pretty soon. But you'd have to add fenders to it. You'd have to add a rack. It's a good looking bike too. It looks more like a little fitness mm -hmm. bike. And then they have a different step through view versions. Um, one thing I like about their company, all their batteries go into all their bikes. 
and the battery detaches. So looking at the ones, I mean, I like Trek and I like um, Specialized quite a bit, but you're you're talking three to six thousand dollars <laughs> for an electric yeah. bike, and the in, integrated battery looks great. However, you got to plug, you got to take your bike to the outlet. Like here, these these weigh about seven pounds. Once or twice a month, I need to take my battery home for the weekend and charge it. Totally doable. I can carry around seven pounds for sure a while. Like that doesn't bother me at all because I don't think I have a place to charge. Um, so the the where I'd store my the treks and the specialized uh, you, the ones you were looking at you had to you couldn't take the ba- you couldn't take the battery home with those. I'm not a hundred percent, but some of them appeared to be integrated internal batteries and and that might not be gotcha. while i think that looks better that might not be the most ideal um way to do it again i didn't look at them too much because the price is just it's it's i won't i'm not going to spend three to six thousand well you can spend three to i think sixteen thousand i think is what i saw you bet Twelve thousand. Yeah, in, in in relation to other modes of commuting, even at six thousand uh, dollars, that's not uh, out of out of the ballpark of what people would spend on even the simplest of a used automobile, for example. Uh, you know, so that, yeah, to me, that's the way I always kind of broke down things like that. In, in, no, absolutely. If I lived in a in an urban area, in an apartment, or where I could. I could totally go to the grocery store and anywhere I needed to go by bicycle and I didn't really have a car or need a car, I would be absolutely thrilled to only have a bike and not a car. And then I would spend a little more money. But at the same time, if I can spend two grand and it gets me to the same place at the same time as the 6,000 would, and I still liked it, like, I would probably just stick with the $2,000 bike. And then also if somebody decided to steal it, I could replace it pretty quick. Yeah. I, I guess the way I was, uh, where I was going with that was, uh, the thing about this kind of a thing, it's not a need. It, uh, even, even in your situation, it's a, okay, I have a bike, but I'm interested in doing this. And the way I, I'm able to justify these kinds of things in my head. It's like any hobby I do, really. I, you know, even if it, even if I was spending five thousand, which I'm not, by the way, but if I was going to, and remember, I did buy at the time it was a very expensive bike, three thousand dollars for that Pedego, and and I did the math and it all balanced out, and it ended up being, I mean, literally, it cost me pennies to operate at the end of the day, as many miles as I ended up putting on it. And it didn't necessarily, and it looked, it was an all-in-one solution, similar to what I'm looking at here with your your situation. It was just, it was all-in-one, and that's what I liked about it, too, for the same reasons. I didn't want to mess with it, uh, to tell you the truth. I didn't want to, you know, have to get this and get that and make everything work. Now, I had a few things I had to add on. I ended up putting my own light on because the one that came with it was insufficient uh, to really light the way. It might be good for somebody to see me but I couldn't actually use it for a light on the path, and I had some dark routes on my way. Anyway, uh, I, I, I looked at it like this. If I was going to buy, say, a four-wheeler or a boat or you name the <laughs> the very expensive hobbies that people do, uh, that $3,000 was nothing, and, and that's kind of how I thought about it. So I had the benefit of the commute. It was actually providing me some value there. 
I could go ride it and have some fun on the weekends, go to the coffee shop, do whatever I wanted to do. And, uh, you know, I just, I enjoyed the, the idea of it. And after I rode, rode it, Kevin, I, I suspect that I would like it, but I have never put anyone on that bike that didn't come off of it. Just absolutely grinning ear to ear, loving the thing. So there's a lot of, there's a fun factor you have to consider when you're thinking about, you know, an electric bike. Oh, I, I totally agree. I, and when you bought, um, that was kind of the, I didn't even know about electric bikes when you bought one. So I think that was part of it too. And I don't, I don't think that 3000 is, is too much for that bike. What I like now is that you can get a bike for $1,500 Absolutely. and, and, and fully equipped. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with this rad city. No, it's great. Um, it's got the light on the front fender, so it's going to move with where you're moving, right? It's going to, or what, what direction you're kind of pointing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm. I, I think it's great. That's a good looking bike. Um, yeah, it, I think it's really great, and, and um, I wouldn't mind buying it. But for now, because it, it's only like a two mile and like a four mile round trip, I think I'm gonna just take my bike down, and then and then see. But I don't want to leave my bike in Seattle, and then I won't have it when I want it here, um, which isn't a lot when it's rainy, but. Now that it will, it'll have fenders. Right, that changes. Fenders are nice. Yeah, fenders are, fenders are definitely underrated when it comes to a commuting bike. I mean, you well, not they're not underrated. They are highly uh, rated perfectly because you need fenders. They're a big deal, and in commuting is a different world than you know my triathlon bike, which I don't have, but a triathlon bike. You know, where people are really worried about weight and aerodynamics and all that other mess. You know, you're trying to stir it to stay dry and, and actually use the thing for what it's intended, and that's to get somewhere. Uh, and if you've if you've read any history, the, the bicycle craze of the 1890s was very similar to this. And, and it was just people had gone mad. Did you know that the roads were paved, Kevin? And paving roads uh, was a thing because of bicycles, not automobiles? I didn't. Yeah. I did not know it that. It was part of the bicycle craze in the 1890s, and they started smoothing the roads up because prior to that, they were, you know, horse wagon uh, roads, very rough, very bumpy. And you talked about hard, uh, hard rubber tires. And that's, you know, that was the original tire on on a bicycle. They were not, they were just a vulcanized rubber band, similar to what they would put on, on a wagon wheel. And, uh, and Dunlop actually came up with a pneumatic tire, uh, at that, in that period Mm -hmm. of time and made it, you know, for compliance and comfort, et cetera, et cetera. And we have so many different things now. And, and, uh, and that's, that's part of it is that pneumatic tire. So I got thinking about that after your question last week about the hard rubber tires versus the pneumatic. And while I think the hard rubber tire makes a hell of a lot of sense, if you have a, a commute that you don't want to get a flat tire on, right. For whatever reason, safety, et cetera, et cetera. They make a lot of sense, but from a pure comfort standpoint, I wonder how compliant, you know, how, how much bounce you get. Because you get quite a bit of bounce from these pneumatic tires. Yeah. I'll have to see. I'm definitely going to go with slime tubes. I think they give you the best of both worlds. And I have a... I think I'm going to put slime tubes in all the bikes. Yeah, that's... Just, why that's not? That's, that's what I do. I mean, it adds some weight to it, rotational mass, but it's worth it just because it's less stopping. Yeah, I'm gonna get a bike stand. Uh, I'll have to get a helmet. Yeah, it's required in Seattle to wear a helmet. Make sure you get one with the new MIPS technology if you're not familiar with it. 
Is that the impact? Uh, yeah, it is. Well, yeah, it's, 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 I can't remember what it exactly stands for. You probably Google it real quick, but MIPS, uh, you pay a little more for it, but if you're going to bother with a helmet, in my opinion, you should get the best technology available. Uh, I'm hoping something like, like Iron Man wears with full heads up display, like a whole HUD system. So, well, yeah, I mean, what, what else would you get? <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. like the, <laughs> And we're that little trying out loud, Kevin. What it, I don't understand. Maybe you can enlighten me. So I see bicycle commuters on, and I see people on bicycles. They never take their helmets off. Like they'll be on the train, they just wear their helmet the whole day. It's just weird to me. Like, how would I take it off as soon as I could? Kevin, I got to tell you, those people are smarter than you. Let me tell you one. Um, <laughs> uh, and I've argued this before about helmet laws because I do not agree with helmet laws. Full disclosure, I have no problem with people wearing helmets. That's a it's an individual risk assessment. That's my opinion on it. That said, the the the, the reason that people should be wearing helmets when they're on the train, when they're walking, uh, especially walking, walking and in a car, you should always have a helmet on because that is where per capita per mile per whatever, there are more head injuries that occur there than anywhere else. If you're going to get a head injury, it's probably going to happen when you slip, trip, and fall walking, not on your bicycle. And if you look at the Dutch, they have a very low incidence of head injuries. And guess what? They don't wear helmets. It's cultural. There's no helmets in the Netherlands. They just don't wear them. And the only people wearing helmets are Americans that have shown up there. Uh, and and they ride bikes more than any other country in the world. It's uh, It's worth a look, but... That that's my rant on helmets. So the guy wearing the helmet on the train, smart guy, Kevin, because he knows <laughs> he knows that's where he's gonna hurt his head. So Man. And then <clears throat> this is completely off topic, but do you do you talk on your Bluetooth device in public like very loudly? It drives me nuts. Not loudly. Like no. people will set on the train this particular lady the other day and they were bicycle and she's talking to her friend and she's sitting facing like against the wall i'd say at the end of the car like facing everybody and just loudly talking to whoever she's talking to and it's like you're projecting your conversation to the whole group and i'm more of a just stay quiet i just text on the train i i i it's not really i don't want to be disturbed so i don't want to disturb others but there, there's a big part of the culture. Like people just don't care. They're just having their conversation. They're conducting business meetings, whatever. If I needed to do that, I'd find a more quiet place. And maybe there'd be times where I couldn't. But it wouldn't be my general. I'm just talking to you as loud as I could on the phone. I think I wait till I get to my car. I think we've ex been We have been experiencing a cultural shift over time and, and you bring up a good point. I'm a big fan of the Japanese way of doing things. I think I, I, I know my DNA claims I'm not Japanese, but at the same time, their cultural norms are the culture nor cultural norms that I adopt. And, and part of that is, you know, my business is my business and I am, I'm not going to start talking in a crowded place to my phone uh, or to anything, unless it's some kind of an emergency, which is perfectly acceptable. Uh, you know, I don't sit and, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, to me, it's like, Give other people space, let them do the thing, and, and and I expect the same thing. And don't carry on and make this big, oh, my God, look at me, and and talk on the phone like that. I, I don't understand it. And 
I, I think there's a lot of people you just mentioned it. And I know you're not the only one. I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people that struggle with those kinds of people. And it happens on planes, obviously trains. I don't get it either. I don't know what what's what what people think is so important that they have to take care of their business in these situations in public like that when we have texting and email and all the other methods we have. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a very judgmental person. I'm really trying hard not to – I'm trying to accept people for being different as far as like that, like talking on that, not, not anything along racial lines. But I'm just judgmental. Like, why is that guy doing that? And, like, I need to stop doing it. So I'm trying to be more accepting of it. But that just kind of – I don't, I don't want to listen to your – talk to your friend about what you're doing. But I just put in my earbuds and – Go for yeah, it. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I don't have an answer. I wish people didn't do that. I don't know that I'm judgmental. I just know that they're impacting other people, you know? Yeah, it's like, why do you think oh, we want to listen to your conversation? Why would you want me That's to? That's exactly. It's a, it's a, we're in a collective environment. You're in your personal vehicle, who cares, right? You're in your house, who cares? But when you're out there with there's other human beings that have to exist, you know, Give them the same courtesy and, and honor their 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 uh, uh, right to exist in that space without being disturbed. To me, that just makes common sense. But yeah, and then again, you and I have conversations that we decide to record and send out to everybody because we think everybody's interested. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I I I I would have to argue that is not a parallel uh, or a good analogy because. <laughs> Uh, you people seek this out. We do not broadcast on the train, so that's the difference. We're we force no one to endure our <laughs> meanderings and rantings. That is a, in fact, if anyone's fully foolish enough to to listen to this foolishness, that's on them. That's not our fault. My God. <laughs> but point taken. All right, let's talk about iPhone and really the whole Apple event. And I I was actually. I really enjoyed. I watched the presentation, uh, start to finish, the full version. Uh, I liked what I saw. It, it, I, I mean, again, I've said it before. I don't get the same excitement that I once did, uh, and and because so much of the technology has matured to the point where, you know, there's there's not really a whole reason to get excited at, at this point. Even even with some of the some of the photo, photographic improvements we saw, and we'll get into those in a little bit. And I've also brought up a compare iPhone models, and I have. The three phones here, Kevin, I have the iPhone XS, the iPhone 11 Pro, and the iPhone 12 Pro. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit, too. But first, what were your impressions of the event? Um, so I didn't watch the whole event. I watched the recap of the event. I, I thought it was good. They talked about HomePod Mini. Is it HomePod Mini? It is. It was fine. It was interesting. It did some things I didn't realize it did, but still... I don't have the automated house, so I, I'm not really excited about uh, about it or if that was a big change. you I think you use a HomePod, so was there anything exciting to you about it, or is it upgraded in some way? Uh, you know, people – I've seen some arguments to that that people – some people are considering it an upgrade, but really it's not. And, and what it's missing is the – you know, at least when you're thinking of it as a as a good quality speaker, it's actually a downgrade, and rightly so, because the price point is significantly lower. But it has the U1 chip, which has you know is more for uh, it knows where you're at in the room. Uh, however, the regular HomePod, you know, does 
Adobe Atmos, it uh, it does a lot more a lot more things that the other one doesn't because it's just a higher quality speaker and it has spatial awareness, so it actually sends out it it it, it senses the room and adapts to the room it's in, which it's amazing an amazing experience. And if you pair two of them together, Kevin, I mean it is every bit as good as any high quality speaker I have ever heard. Uh, very impressive stuff. So that said. I very much like the HomePods. I've been a fan of them. And I I don't have what I would call an automated house, but I, I have a lot of stuff that I can control with it. But I use it for other things, too. I mean, I listen to music podcasts through them, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, what I liked about this new HomePod was the price point. I think that's probably what, you know, everybody's excited about. Because now, and I've got, what do I have? I've got one, two, I've got four in my house right now. With my basement finished, I've been thinking, okay, I would like to have one down there. And I'd like to have one, you know, give Adelaide one because of the new intercom feature. But I'm not going to spend 250 on two more. I'm just not going to do it. I'm, uh, four is sufficient. So at 100 bucks, Kevin, I can stomach getting another HomePod, right, to put somewhere uh, just for music and podcasts, not for high-fidelity music, just, you know, for, again, those, those two things, and to be able to use this intercom feature, which I'm really excited about. That's probably the most exciting thing about the event, I think. If it works, better than walkie-talkie did, <laughs> and, and that is the intercom feature. Yeah, and, and maybe you can <clears throat> enlighten me, but so, so if you had two HomePods or two Minis, you could use it next to your TV as your soundbar, like better quality speaker for your TV, would you say it's a good good for that? It is. I've tried that, and it was fine. Now there is an update that is going again. It's, it's they're they're upgrading to Dolby Atmos, and my currently my uh, I have a soundbar that does Dolby Atmos, and the HomePods uh, will now be able to do that. I would not personally use them as a soundbar, not for any negative reason, uh, just because you know. I've already got I've already got the solution for that. That said, yeah, the 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 regular HomePods can be used as a soundbar now. The Minis cannot. They're they're not going to have that capability. That's the difference there. Uh, but yeah, they I mean they sound good enough. You absolutely could. Uh, but a dedicated subwoofer, you know, still is going to have a little more punch if you're into action movies and things like that. Uh, but if you're in an apartment or a smaller sure. space, I mean, you don't want that kind of base, right? Because all you're going to do is piss off neighbors. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's say that you're, you're like somebody like me and you're like, you're, you're buying something maybe you don't have. So like, hmm, would I, would I be better off with HomePods? You're just to, to buy one solution, yep. right? Let's say I could only buy one. Yeah. I mean, I would. I would have no problem doing HomePod that. HomePod is more capable than the soundbar from from it does more things. Wherever, Sony or whatever. It does more things. That's the, that's that's where it would be of an, uh, advantageous to you. If you're, you know, again, if your situation warranted it, where your TV was in a place where you could use the HomePod for other things, if it had a dedicated TV room, eh, probably not. You know what I mean? So is the advantage of a HomePod versus the HomePod Mini that the, the HomePod speaker is better? Is is that what's... Or does it have any more functionality? Uh Oh. For the, like a versus... You know, I, I looked at that and there was there was like two key things there. I don't remember them right now, Kevin, but I'd say the one okay. of the biggest things was the spatial awareness um, function. And so, let's say you have a HomePod, or you have four. Where do you keep them? Do you keep 
two in the living room? Or? Yeah, I so I used to okay. actually. I kept those stereo paired in the living room. Uh, and you know my house, so I've got a pretty my living room, my kitchen, and my dining room are all one big area. So they were right, two of right. them sounded really good there. Currently, I only have one. I have one in my bedroom. Uh, which what we, we use as a white noise machine at night too, because uh, Siri now has their own ambient sounds uh, for the home pods, which is great. So, but we have one in the bedroom. We listen to podcasts, audiobooks, music, et cetera, et cetera. And then uh, now I separated the stereo pair. I put one in Angela's office, and I have one in my office. Okay. And then they were demonstrating how you can listen to music in every room. Oh, your house, that's my right? favorite. Let's, let's say I'm playing yep. a song. That's my favorite. But let's say that your daughter has one in her room, a mini. Could she, you could be playing a song in the whole house, and then she could just list a, a separate song on yes. her. Yeah. Okay. And so, like three or four could be connected, doing the same thing, and one could be separated. That's right. And yeah. If I say, you know, and I'm not going to sue it. Hey, hey, S word, uh, play, play my play my favorite music in the living room and bedroom. It would just play on those because you you name the speakers. That's part of the home home kit. So you, na- you name okay. the speakers, and it does those things for you. Uh, so yeah, you could say the whole house. You could say whatever, whatever. And it's that that's br- that's really where Siri shines. Uh, and and there's a lot of things where Siri does not shine. Uh, if you're just wanting to get trivia questions answered, you're better off with one of those Alexa pucks to tell you the truth. It's just much better at those things. Um, yeah, that's that's a a point I wanted to bring up. Um, so my daughter has uh, a, a mm-hmm. Echo, and then my son has an Echo mm-hmm. Dot, right? And they listen to music in their room a lot with them. That's pretty much all they sure. do. They ask good questions for fun. Um, Why? Well, I, I don't understand. There's a lot of people when you talk about phones and, like, Google Assistant that knock Siri. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering why Apple isn't going full throttle Siri, like really upgrading Siri, making it as good as Google Assistant. I haven't really used Google Assistant much because I started to, but it just—it's it, out of the ecosystem. I didn't want to switch. It wasn't—I just didn't take the time. But nothing for or against it. But I'm just wondering, Apple, come on, well, like let's go. <laughs> if it, if but it were that simple. Uh, so <laughs> first, the the number one, the one thing, the one word I will use to describe the reason. And I and, and before I even say that word, I'm going to tell you that I've been a Siri user from the beginning. You probably have too. And and I can tell you that it's made some dramatic changes in quality uh, across the board, to include even the way the voice, you know, the the actual voice communicates with you. Okay. So that said, the one word I will say is privacy, and that is the problem because Google and Amazon. Uh, collect everything that goes in there and they optimize it and use it as their database to improve those those AIs. Siri does not do that uh, because everything that you say into that stays there. That's the thing. So that it does they don't get to use that. They have to use different ways and it's very expensive to, you know, process that with all without all of the user data that's being collected by Google and Amazon. So every time you make a Google or Amazon request, that's going into the database, and that is helping make those systems better. Does that make sense? Yeah, they're learning. They're learning all the time. Siri is independent. Apple's independently doing that. 
through other R&D approaches uh, that don't include, you know, your interaction with the device. That's that's the difference. It's an independent relationship between you and Siri, and it is a group, a collective group effort between you and Amazon or you and Google. I see. Yeah, I have I have no issue with how Siri works. I accept it's ability. It's a fair criticism. I mean, and if you're just looking at it from just what can it do for me, you know, in that in that light, absolutely. But I've said this before on this show that it's not true artificial intelligence anyway, because I have to talk to any of these devices in a certain way. It's not conversational. You and I, you know, we're real intelligence. We can talk back and forth and we can understand and we can think about what we're going to say next. We can infer things that we mean from voice, you know, voice inflection and et cetera, et cetera. This device, I have to say things in a certain order, and all of them are that way too. Uh, they're getting better, and you know, before we die, maybe they're maybe we are conversational with these things. But until that that comes, uh, you know, we're forced into this belief that we're dealing with AI when really, you know, AI is doing other things besides our little assistant <laughs> on the desk. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely like. Was it Star Trek where they would say "Hello, computer"? Was that Star, Star Trek? Trek? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I don't want to be able to do What I that. like about the Amazon device, I have one of their dots, and, you know, you can rename it to computer. <laughs> oh, really? Which is great until you watch an episode of Star Trek, and that's a true story because then it just goes wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So, I don't know. I, I, it's still, it's not something that I need. It's definitely a want, the HomePod system. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, again, you know, it's 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 what you what you get for we 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 just talked about the with the bikes, right? It's one of those little hobbies that really you're not into it too deep any way you look at it. And if you like to listen to a little bit of music, it can replace a lot of stuff in your in your house. And if you're not if you're just into podcasts, I mean, it's a nice listening experience. Um, however, I mean, honestly, I like it better than AirPods. Uh, I think the AirPod quality sound is great. But for me, listening to things, uh, I prefer to have that open air effect. If I can, if I'm on a train, obviously I wouldn't. But when I'm out in my house, I prefer the open air listening experience. Okay, yeah, there's usually enough going on where not everybody's interested. In sure. My, we don't have a big house in my podcast, so I wear my or my bow. And you share you and, share an office like with your wife, quiet. right? So you guys are in the same room. So yeah, that would, I mean, that's how we would do it too, for sure. Uh, but we have, now that we finished the basement, we have our own little spaces. So I can listen to a podcast in my office or whatever I'm doing, or Angela can be reading in hers and I'm not disturbing or I'm not like cranking the stuff up for that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So yeah, in our office, if I'm the only one in here, I'll, I'll listen to stuff, but I'm just listening to it through my, my MacBook. Sure. Which is, you know, again, sufficient, right? I mean. Uh, it's all, uh, if I didn't have the hue lights, honestly, when I, when I got into the home pods, it was because of all my hue lights. I wanted to be able to operate that. And honestly, that's become so transparent. It works so well. I can't imagine using a switch again. <laughs> in fact, it's weird going to the basement where I didn't set it up that way <laughs> to use light switches. <laughs> I feel like I took a step backwards there, but all right, we're back. So yeah, I, I mentioned <laughs> we had a little audio issue there, but I was talking about the... 
we're going to do this comparison between the three iPhones, one that I own, uh, one Kevin owns, and then the new one that is equivalent to the other two. Uh, but first, I want to mention, Kevin, this is what I thought was cool, was they really carpet bombed us with phones and really covered the gamut and all with really similar quality and features. What did you think about the, you know, the four different iPhones we just saw? I thought it was good. Um, I think that the, the iPhone mini is definitely viable for a lot of oh, folks. Oh, God, I bet it's going to be their um, best seller. I mean, that's uh, for, for corporate yeah. users. Uh, oh, what man. I really like is we'll just generalize. All of these phones have the same display. Yes, yes. Like there's really, there's not a whole lot of difference. It's basically what I saw was camera. Camera capability was really what you're what you're looking at and then size. That seems to be the major I think that the um, the 12 and the mini have very sufficient cameras. And then if you want a little bit more, you go with the Pro. I'm not sure it's necessary. Um, but, yeah, for sure. I think the Pro gives you, especially the Pro Max. I don't think the Pro is as, as big a deal. But the Pro Max, so what they're doing from a photographic standpoint is brilliant. Because if you notice, they never chase those the megapixel wars, right? Because really people aren't printing these photos anyway to speak of they're displaying them on digital devices and 12 megapixels by the way you could print a poster size without any loss in quality just as info folks so that's a perfect size but what that does is give them the ability to have more space between the pixels which is where things get really important when it comes to digital photography and so they're exploiting that they put a bigger sensor inside the pro max uh, which is actually going to give it uh, some really good benefits and that's really good that's where it, it helps them with low light so if i'm taking deep sky photography for example and using a full frame dslr one of the things that i always have to trade off uh, as a photographer is do i want the 24 megapixel sensor which is going to give me better low light performance or do i want the 46 or whatever or even higher megapixel sensor that's going to give me finer detail when i'm not shooting at night right really give me the detail so what's really cool is the fact that they are they're able to take the powerful chip, which is an absolutely absolute. It's a, it's a monster, Kevin. This new chip is a monster, no question about it. And they're doing it in in house. They've been doing that for a while with the phones. But this is what's cool about this is they're going to be able to exploit this this improved sensor that they really haven't changed again the, the the megapixel size. But they're going to be able to use computational photography to really exploit the abilities of this thing. And the pixel by pixel comparison, which they've kind of been doing up to this point, but it's getting better. And we've talked about this in other episodes. You know, as time goes on, that's how they're going to improve this because the physics of the camera, you're up against a wall. So you there's not much you can do optically anymore, uh, absent, you know, some depth in the lens. I mean, light's light, physics are physics. So what you have to do is figure out a way around that. And what they're doing is doing it through computational means, algorithms, et cetera, et cetera, which aren't perfect, which aren't, you know, something you're, you're, <laughs> you're should be excited about necessarily for a photographer. But man, dude, for 99% of us, including photographers, it is exciting uh, because <laughs> Now you really do have something that can do something of very high quality with very little effort on your part, and it's in your pocket. And by the way, filming in uh, HD in uh, what what's that? Called? I can't think of what it's called right now. The uh, the new HDR 4K. Anyway, uh, you couldn't you couldn't oh Dolby Dolby Vision yeah to film in Dolby Vision Dolby Vision dude yeah. that 
is amazing. And that is something that I would not have thought they could do, you know, with an iPhone at this stage in the game. And that's only on the Mac. It is. Yeah, it is. I wonder why is just they just need a well they needed the big needed the bigger chip and and uh, you need more you need more battery uh, you need more pretty much everything because that's really going to suck some suck some juice out so I I suspect they couldn't fit it into the 11 Pro at this point as they start miniature miniaturizing things over time I think that it'll it'll come to it right so and and that's and you have to have something different for your flagship model besides you know a little bit bigger screen don't you. So that that made sense to me that they they did that, but I'm guessing it's a size con, con, consideration at this point. And then Apple Pro. Yeah, I haven't I haven't had a uh, the plus size phone since the six. Yeah, six plus I had a six plus, and then ever since I went down to the smaller phone because I enjoy it more. However, um, I'm I'm tempted to get the mini, and if I were going to buy one. I'll just have it. I'm not buying a phone this year, but I'd be tempted to get the mini uh, or the max. I think <laughs> if I was going to, it'd be one extreme. I hear you. You know, I'm not getting a phone either. Full disclosure. Uh, I am excited about the 12 pro max. Uh, you know, I'm at home now most of the time. So a bigger phone wouldn't make much of a difference to me, uh, but I don't. And that's, that's another reason I'm not going to get a new phone because it wouldn't make any difference to me. I've got computers at my fingertips 24 seven now. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not traveling. I don't, I don't use my phone other than to really talk. I actually text with my computer more, way more than my phone these days. So for me, there's there's no need either. I just get excited about this technology, right? Uh, that's that's the thing. But well, my my big thing was I hiked. I did a lot of hiking, uh -huh. and I didn't like the six plus for hiking because I didn't know where that to was keep my it. Problem. I've solved that problem with my gear, where I could take a larger phone hiking now because I use a fanny oh, pack. Okay, which is the main reason for the fanny pack is for my phone. It's easy to get okay. to and it's right there and I have a couple snacks and then it can't get bent or broken. Sure. No, that's, uh, so that's anyways. cool. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, cause I carry a real camera when I'm backpacking, uh, which, you know, I don't know when that will stop for me, but I mean, not every time. Cause sometimes I don't, I just take my phone, Kevin, depending on the hike on the trip. Right. I mean, I don't always do it, mm -hmm. but I'd like to take my big cam cause it's a hobby of mine. That's why I just enjoy it. So I take a, I take a real camera just so I can, just so I can play with it. And I shouldn't use the term real camera cause that's not fair. These are real cameras as much as any other camera. Uh, but you understand the designation. Traditional, traditional camera. camera. Right? That's traditional, right. Or traditional now. Yeah, that's right. Tr do you think that now. these can surpass? Like, do you think that the, the technology and the, could surpass where these could be just as good or better someday. I mean, I would think, yeah, like I would never say never type. Correct. Of That's right. I'll never say never. Um, I, I don't have an answer for that because, you know, <laughs> a film guy would have said that you're never going to equal film and film's been surpassed many times over by digital photography. So, um, absolutely, absolutely agree that I can never say never. I don't, I don't, I have to believe that they will. I mean, it just, would make sense to me that they would over time, right? I mean, my God, Kevin, look at look at what we were dealing with back in the '80s with technology versus today. And if you're not paying attention, you miss out on really how cool this is. Uh, you know, you can't even have an argument with somebody anymore, you know, in your house because anybody just pulls out a smartphone and you can answer all of the world's knowledge out of your pocket. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, that is something to think about. And we we take it for granted. We really do. So, of course, I think that at some point it'll surpass it. Uh, <laughs> that reminds me. I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast yesterday, or one of them yesterday. And he's talking to one of his friends. It's a comedian, um, Tom Papa, which I really enjoy his comedy and in his podcasts and books. But anyways, they were talking about speaking Italian. Tom Papa said, I wish I could speak Italian. And Joe's like, learn it. He goes, it's not like you wish that you could breathe underwater. <laughs> you wish that you could do something that several people can do very easily. <laughs> he goes, you lazy bastard. That's funny. It was funny. That's uh, funny. He goes, yeah, you got a point. <laughs> what do you mean you wish something that somebody could easily do? Oh, my God. That's good. What about 5G? What What's about that? 5G? It might be more important later. It has zero importance to me. I don't, I just, I don't <laughs> consume enough video content. And to me, that's the only place this thing shines if I'm streaming something. Honestly, if I, when I did travel, I would download my movies to the devices ahead of time because on the plane, it was always going to be spotty, right? So, yeah, for me, 4G means nothing. Honestly, I have no, I don't really care. Uh, yeah, no, I think it'll mean something later. That's my yeah. opinion. It's not kind of everywhere and it's it's not every phone, but I think it'll mean something later. So you buy this now, you got 5G, you're not, I don't know, you're going to get a full effect. In six years, five years, three years, it might be a big deal. You might be like, oh, Absolutely. I like that. I have we, have, we have to get there. And, and, and where I see it becoming relevant to me, Jason, is when it replaces my cable connection. And I think that's, that's the future, where I will have a 5G connection directly into my house via, you know, the cell phone provider be wireless. And I will, that'll, that'll change everything. That, that's, that's, to me, that's the time when, okay, we, we've, we've got something now when I can replace my internal, my home connection uh, with 5G. But right now, we're all working from home. We're on Wi-Fi anyway. So, again, that's even less important for me to have the 5G phone this year. Right. And uh, I see you have on here in our notes, like, the new ceramic glass. I like how they they, they say, we got this new ceramic glass, and then they're, they're like, and we're calling it. <laughs> it was just like the retina display, and we're calling it the advanced retina That's right. display with pixels extra. Yep. I, yeah. they just have to come up with it they're so their marketing is so funny the, the my favorite so far has been the apple pencil we call it pencil <laughs> and you've you've heard one of my commercials on my other podcast that's literally how i came up with that commercial i was like how can i be as absurd as humanly possible how can i be like apple <laughs> and that's where i came up with that no i love their advertising i love the simplicity of like their websites Absolutely. i love their packaging yeah. But their presentations are a little cheesy at this point with some of the naming. We're calling it. I mean, when you had never seen an iPod, right? Like, it's not a thing. It's not invented. There's, You look at it, you're like, oh, there's a microwave, and, and that's a computer. If you had this device, you wouldn't know what it was. And then they said, we're calling it iPod. Right. Oh, yeah. sweet. But they just have kept that's going. That's right. That's right. 
Yeah, iPhone, you know, all those things. Oh, you know, and this, you know, the the what you said there was 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 spot on with Steve Jobs' vision for the new Apple. And I call it the new Apple, which was, you know, when when uh, when it really matured in the late 90s when they slimmed their product line and it's not the same now, but when they did that, the idea was simplicity. And that that's how the iPod, how the iPhone started to make sense because People get all excited. They say, oh, my kid can operate. And, you know, my two-year-old's operating the the iPad. It's, oh, he's so smart or whatever. And it's like, no, that's how it was designed. What it really means is you as an adult are so stupid, they had to design technology around a two-year-old so you could fucking use it. <laughs> so if you have a proprietary glass, right? But I have a feeling that everybody's going to be using this ceramic glass if it's really good eventually. And it'll have a name, right? It'll have a commercial name or who invented it. Well, it, it 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 are so to rename something that has a name. It, I feel like is what Apple's doing. Sometimes. Well, remember they didn't. This is just, this is the next iteration of Gorilla Glass, right? So they actually worked with somebody else to do this. So the Gorilla Glass maker, I can't think of who it is, right? Corning. Uh, they've been making Gorilla Glass for a long time, and they've been supplying iPhones with Gorilla Glass for a long time, and Samsung and other other companies. So. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that ceramic shield uh, is going to be, again, something similar in the Gorilla Glass iteration that will be in Samsung phones, et cetera, et cetera. Cause, and, and the people at Corning are amazing at making their glass. If you go check out their website and, and kind of see what they're doing, it's really cool stuff. You know, it truly is. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's neat. I think it's. I'm curious to see if it's more durable, less scratch resistance, really the thing for me. I want to be caseless. I'd like to see this um, on the, and they didn't get in. Now, by the way, they did not get into scratch resistance because uh, that, I I mean, it sounded like impact resistance, but typically those two things don't go hand in hand when you think about physical properties of a material. Uh, those things aren't necessarily hand in hand, one for one. So if you have more impact resistance, uh, oftentimes you give up some scratch resistance. That's where Sapphire was such a big deal. They could not produce it in quantities to make the phones. I don't know if you remember that back in the day, but there was a big rumor they were going to do Sapphire, and they scrapped the whole thing. Right. I think they did Sapphire on the camera lens, right? Was it has. Yeah, they, they do it on, on the phone. They have Sapphire crystal on the camera lens, which is, you know, good because, you know, you don't want that scratched, obviously. Uh, and also you can buy a Apple Watch with Sapphire as well, uh, which, you know, that makes sense, too. I mean, that's something that you're on your wrist. It's going to get bumped into things. Now, the problem is I wish you could get it. I mean, it's expensive, right? But it's expensive on any watch. I have regular watches with it. There's always a premium because Sapphire's a it's a man-made substance and it's expensive. Yeah. I am carrying a a little cloth now with me after you. I was like, "What do you think of this picture?" And you're like, "It looks like you need to clean your lens." <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why. Oh my, that looks. Like oh, that's shit. funny. That's funny. My camera's what the hell? I gotta get um, a new phone. Yeah, I like I. I'm excited about the phones. I like it. I kind of want one. I'm just not going yeah. to buy one. But I do like the way they look. I enjoy that. Like I said before, the five. Yeah, great design. Was one of my favorite designs. I'm pretty sure next year is when, so whatever they do, the 12 Pro S, or they're going to do the 13. Who knows what they'll do next year. But uh, that's. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's when I will make my next upgrade. That'll be three years on my 10S, And I will feel like I have met my personal emotional obligation <laughs> of keeping a phone longer than a year. And I, I mean, I hit two years now. I actually feel pretty good about it. And after doing these side by I, I side, like that you can, they'll recycle. Them. Yeah, that's cool. I think that Apple does good with that. So I, 
I feel better about, hey, recycle the phone. Maybe somebody else purchases it or you bet it, they break it down to its components. That's right, because there's a lot of life left in the phone. I mean, my, my phone, Kevin, has been cased. It is brand new under the case. I've taken it out, you know, and I changed cases. It is literally perfect in every way. There's not a scratch on it. Maybe right near where I plug in my lightning cable, that's it. And so you put a new battery in that phone, and it, I mean, it's got a lot of life left in it. You know, it really does. And, and that's, uh, to me, again, if I was using the camera more, I don't know. Maybe I would, maybe I would be more interested in this new one, but... I just, I'm not using my camera for things that are photographic that mean something to me. So, you know, doesn't matter. Yep. Yeah, I'm just not going to, not going to upgrade right now. There's other things I, I want to mm -hmm. purchase um, this year. So I'm not going to. I, I found, <laughs> what do you think of their, we knew they were going to do it. I think it was pretty obvious, but. You know, they went real big into like we're not sending a charger out there <laughs> anymore, right? And or the headphones, yeah. and it's for the, it's, it's for the. Now it does reduce shipping, right? The boxes yep. are smaller; they could fit more in a box in a case. And and I see the, the environmental change there. However, they're giving you a USB C to Lightning cable plug wire. But for the last several years, they're using regular US, USB ports mm -hmm. in all these bricks that everybody has. So people are going to be buying possibly new bricks. They're going to be packaged. I'm not sure. I'm not totally excited about it. What do you think? Hmm. Well, there's always that question of are we are they greenwashing uh, in in the name of profits, right? Because I think there there are a lot of companies, and I would not say that Apple is not guilty of that. Uh, I do think there's enough people in Apple that have a, definitely have the belief system that truly they they believe in what they're doing here. But do I think the decision is made based on that, or is it based on on corporate uh, profit? I got to tell you, I'm cynical. I think it's corporate profit. That said, I don't think it's a bad thing at the end of the day either. So I think it works out in everyone's favor uh, because this is the – well, a couple things. One, they did reduce the price of the charging brick, and they reduced the price of the headphones. I don't know if you noticed that, uh, by $10 each. So it actually made them fairly – so if you needed one, you can still get your hands on these things, okay? The smaller box and shipping, absolutely, man. You know, that makes a lot of sense too. Where I got a little frustrated and Apple relented was this. The uh, On the Apple Watch, for example, the Hermes, they continued to include those items. And it was like, okay, so we really aren't doing this for green because if I, if I buy the premium one, I still get these things, right? Apple relented and pulled that. They realized that was a wrong move. So, uh, you know, I applaud there. But the initial idea told me that it was a cash grab because they were still giving those things with the Hermes edition. Uh, Hermes, I guess is what they call it, of the Apple Watch. I don't know if you caught that. So, uh, you know, that's where I think this year we saw it. We saw it start was with the watch and and uh, it's translated to the phone, which was no surprise as well. But I'm not I'm not opposed to it, Kevin. I got to tell you, I'm not opposed to it. And while I agree that the charging bricks uh, are old regular USB 2, um, at the same time, the future is USB-C, as we have seen with the iPad and with the MacBooks. So this could just gives you an option to charge via your, you know, one of those two devices. Uh, so I, I get that. And if you've got the block, you've probably got the, they use the same lightning connector. 
which is, again, we've talked about this. It's a waterproof connector, and it's thin, and it really is a good connector. I hate to see them go away from it, but they will. But I think we're honestly heading toward the phase where we won't need a cable. We're going to go to wireless charging, uh, and now that we're seeing the MagSafe make its return, I'm more certain than ever that we are going to get rid of the lightning cable altogether in the near future. Right. So I will say this. My opinion is environmentally, if you really want to have an environmental impact, they should have went with a USB-C plug in the phone because then these plugs that are out here for all these other phones and for your 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 uh, your iPad, your computer, all that you could charge from the same cable. But now you need a USB-C or some sort of two lightning cable. Yep, you're right. So it... I think they could have, if you really want to have an impact if environmentally is, is your thing, you go USB-C this year. And I would predict that if not next year's phone, I'd say the following one will just, will all be that MagSafe. Agreed. I think they'll go away from the plug completely. Yeah, I think when they do the next redesign, which typically is what, four, four cycles, they'll get rid of the, get rid of all, that's one less penetration. Uh, the only thing, the only counter I would have, and I suspect what we're talking about was hotly debated in the boardroom, uh, uh, not the boardroom, but in the executive suites of of the Apple campus, and that is, uh, do we make the, what, what connection, what connector do we put on the bottom of the phone? And you make a great point from a purely environmental perspective, that makes a lot more sense. But when you think about the idea that we're going to get rid of the cable, we're going to, or excuse me, we're going to get rid of the charging block, uh, and in, in, at that same time, you made the change without a new charging block in there to deal with USB-C. You're shooting yourself in the foot because that would have been that would have just really pissed people off. If now they have they have to go buy a new block to plug in their their cable because they have to use this cable that is USB-C to USB-C, right? So that was that would have been. I think that would have been a bigger disaster for them, uh, for customers, regular customers. And again, you know, fanboys like us are different than the regular customer. Let's not forget that. <laughs> you know, there there's a lot of people that just use these phones and don't necessarily get into the ins and outs of why any of this happens or what it means to them. You know, a lot of people are just corporate phone you. That's what their company issues them. And that's where the mini we talked about earlier is going to be really big. And that's why it's going to be the best seller is because all of these large companies that are using iPhones, that'll be the one they gravitate to. They don't need to get the, the Max for the camera and all that for their employees. They need something that these guys can email, text, and call on. And that's it. Maybe surf the internet. That's it, right? So the mini makes a lot of sense uh, in a great addition to the lineup. Here's a crazy, I just, I don't like, I, I don't, they're fine if you like them, but I don't really care for this Android phone I carry around. It's too hard for me to learn. I don't like it's texting. I, I'm tempted to buy myself another phone and use it for my work phone. So it'd be separate, separate line. It'd be that line. Sure. I don't know. I'm, um, I really, I, there's a lot like what what would make me buy a phone now is I do like the the magnetic charging. I do like the fact that you could clip a little wallet on your phone. There's a lot to this phone that I really do like. I like the colors. I like the stainless steel on the pros. Yeah, I, I there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's a great, again a great lineup. Uh I'm a big fan of the wireless charging. Magnetic doesn't mean much to me personally. 
uh, you know, just in my current use case. That said, I went from the 7 to the 8 just for wireless charging because those two phones, in my opinion, were exactly the same. <laughs> and uh, well, sure. and, and I, I, the only thing that I wanted in there was the wireless charging, which I love. I still use it, right, uh, every day. I don't have any wireless charging pads or anything around like my car does it oh, so okay. i'll use it in my car but also i'm plugged in for carplay so it kind of negates oh, yeah. the need for that i wish there was wireless carplay um, that would be nice to see from from apple i do like the stands like the if it, like if you had a different like a, a nightstand that's what watch phone, oh yeah for AirPods. sure for sure i've got i've got just a wireless charging uh puck for my airpods and i've got a wireless charging stand for my phone at night uh, the girls have an all-in-one that they like really well, um, and, and it works great. Uh, it's not magnetic, but you know, only that's the only difference between them, I think. Uh, but I'm pretty excited. I, 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 we use wireless charging here all the time, and I've never had a problem with it. Yep. Uh, I'm just I'm pricing out a phone online just for fun. Well, let us know what you get. So other than that, I mean, I honestly. <sighs> You know, I, I struggle with any other reason for me. There is none. Uh, for you, I'm, I've compared, you know, your phone. You know, you get you get 5G. That's a difference. Uh, you can record in Dolby Vision HDR, which up to 60 frames per second, which is cool. Now, remember this, though. That what's cool about that is it can do it. The second thing is I can, I can watch that on my television via Apple TV. Uh, my, my, my TV supports it. Apple TV 4K supports it, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Some, some streaming services support it. The real problem I have it with right now is AirPlay doesn't support it, Kevin. So if I record and process the video in Dolby Vision HDR, guess, guess what? I can't watch it on my full-size TV. That's where I, I still get irritated that Apple doesn't really get into that. It's like, well, my Air, our AirPlay connection, even though it's on Wi-Fi in your house, you know, we don't support... <laughs> that kind of bandwidth. Okay, well, then why are you bragging on your hardware that records it if I'm never going to be able to watch it on a TV where it's actually going to make a difference? Because HDR, I hate to tell you, Adobe Vision HDR video on your phone, you're not going to see a difference, buddy. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. You just won't see a difference. But you put it on your TV, and it means something. True. And as much as I like the new design and look of the phone, by the time I put a case on it, it's gonna look just like the phone I have. Yeah, now. if you're a case guy like I am, yeah, I'm the same way. None of that matters. I got the gold version of the 10s when it was out because I thought the gold was really cool. It's always in a case. The only time I see it is when I'm changing a case. <laughs> yeah, I do like their new colors, the blue and the yeah. gold, like a real gold. And I don't know. It's so I like one them. thing. There's no, I have no complaints. I think their lineup is good. I think I think they're putting out the right the right product for a variety of people. Like I didn't understand before. I like just put out one, but it's a variety. And like, I kind of sent you that picture, which was a screenshot from their presentation. of basically just showing like from three ninety nine to nine ninety nine, you, you can get yourself a phone. Yeah. And, it, and, and that's important because not everyone's in the same financial position, are they? So you, re you really need that space. And it gives, uh, gives, it gives people that really want the latest an opportunity to have it. And it gives people that just need a device. Cause this is no longer, Having a smartphone, Kevin, is no longer an option. 
I mean, that, that it's a utility for us, and that's part of our society, and it's important for people to have that to get information or whatever else they need to survive in our, in our current world, um, for sure. Now, one thing I wanted to mention about the three phones is the display. And I, I think that this kind of got lost in the noise when they talked about the, you know, the upgrade. And that is the pixels per inch. And they talked about how crisp the text was going to be, et cetera, et cetera. And your phone, Kevin, and my phone are both 458 PPI. My Kindle is 320, I think. And I'm going to tell you that the the 10s is much crisper text at 458. But do you know that the 12 Pro is only 460? Two PPI, you're not going to see the difference with your eye between 458 and 460. I submit that I probably couldn't tell the difference between 350 and 450, let alone the two pixel per inch difference. Now, where where it does get interesting between my phone and your phone and the 12 Pro is I have a million to one contrast ratio and the 11 Pro and the 12 Pro are a two million to one contrast ratio. Now you start getting into something that can be recognizable. Um, and then brightness is the last thing I'll mention. Both your phone and the 12 both have 800 nits max brightness and 1200 nits max brightness in HDR. So if you are consuming content versus my wimpy 625 nits, uh, if you are consuming content, especially outdoors, uh, that makes a big difference. You'll really be able to, to get something out of that. Even if you're only watching YouTube, the extra brightness when there's any kind of uh, sun or, or bright room, it's going to make a difference for you. Hmm. Good to know. Uh, yeah, I, I like them. I maybe I'll buy a mini and, and then I'll just use it for my work phone. Well, let us know next week uh, what you do, but I think I think it's time to wrap it up, man. Uh, yeah, it'll be several weeks. Yeah, next week I'll tell you about MacBook Air I just recently set up, and also I got a new belt. It's a Grip Six belt. It's awesome. Okay. It's amazing. Yeah, let's uh, let's put that on next week. We have chewed up our uh, our time. And again, folks, thank you for listening to Command A. Send a link to your friends. This is the place we talk about all things. Give us a five-star review and subscribe to Command A. Yes, thanks for spending time with us. Share the show with your friends. It really helps us grow. Contact us anytime at cmdapodcast at gmail.com for questions, praise, rants, and even to request an autographed photo. Or really just about anything. Can't wait to hear from you. Appreciate you listening. And we'll see you next time.